Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, welcome to Offbeat Wall Street. I'm Frank Miller. Now every week we walk the floor with the old folks, wander through the food court looking for free samples on toothpicks, and search the store shelves for things that we'll buy later on Amazon. All this in an effort to bring you the best information about Wall Street and the financial markets. Well, Christmas may be over, but we still got shopping on the brain. We got all those gift cards, after all. Now, last week, we got more evidence that the industry continues to change. Two of the biggest names in retailing announced some tough news. Sears and Macy's both revealed that they're closing stores and cutting jobs. Meanwhile, this week, we'll see the release of the latest monthly stats on retail sales. That report will reveal just how the holiday season turned out, and we'll preview the report and take a look at the state of the industry right now. We also look back at last week's job statistics. It was a mixed report. We've made an executive decision, though. We'll give you the bad news, and then we'll give you the good news. Fair enough? Okay. And as always, we'll browse through some of the more uh, out-of-the-way racks on Wall Street. We've got trips to black holes, brave social experiments, and a sports team who is really very, very sorry that they sucked so much last year. (laughs) And we've got a TV legend who's high on her own supply, or at least thin on her own supply, We'll tell you about a pillow maker that got into trouble because its pillows are really half as expensive as you think they are. Yeah? Well, this is the Cookie Stand is Not Part of the Food Court episode of Offbeat Wall Street. No, really, it's not. Cookie Stand is not part of the food court. Well, of course it is. The food court is downstairs. The cookie stand is upstairs. It's not like we're talking quantum physics here. The cookie stand counts as an eatery. The eateries are part of the food court. Eateries that operate within the designated square downstairs qualify as food court. Anything outside of said designated square is considered an autonomous unit for mid-mall snacking. Well, as you know, Sears was one of the sad stories of 2016. And if you didn't, well, you know now. Unfortunately, it was also one of the sad stories of 2015. (laughs) In fact, the company, which owns both Sears and Kmart, has pretty much had a rough half-decade. Now, the company has gone five full years, that's 20, count them, straight quarters without posting a profit. And that's right, Sears has posted a loss in every quarter since 2011. Those aren't small losses either, they're pretty big ones. For instance, in its latest quarter, the company posted a nearly $750 million loss, with revenues dropping more than 12% from the previous year. So, it's not surprising that going into 2017, there were serious concerns that Sears might not make it. There's speculation that the company might be forced into bankruptcy and that the filing may come sooner than later, but it's not coming just yet. Last week, the company announced a series of steps to stay afloat. That included a loan of $500 million from a hedge fund owned by its CEO, Eddie Lambert. It also announced further store closings. 
In this latest round, another 150 non-profitable stores will be shut down. Lastly, the company announced that it's agreed to sell its Craftsman brand to Stanley Black & Decker. That deal valued at $900 million, although the payments are spread out over 15 years. Under the terms of the deal, Stanley Black & Decker will pay Sears Holdings $525 million at the closing, and then it'll pay $250 million at the end of the third year. There's additional annual payments on new Stanley Black & Decker Craftsman sales through year 15. While Sears was fighting for its life, Macy's was showing signs of weakness as well. That department store chain announced that it'll close dozens of stores and cut more than 10,000 jobs. The company also lowered its full-year profit forecast. This came as sales were weak during the Christmas season. So the question now becomes, is this weakness limited to these guys, or is it a general problem for all retailers? Well, we'll get a big clue this week when the government releases its monthly retail sales report. That data is due out on Friday and covers December, obviously a crucial time for the sector with holiday sales making up well, a pretty significant part of the annual profit for a lot of retailers. November's retail sales didn't do much to instill confidence, though. A report issued last month showed that sales ticked up just a tenth of a percent in November, and that was significantly slower than the six-tenths of a percent advance that was seen in October. It was also slower than what economists had expected. Experts had projected a four-tenth of a percent rise for November. Other early indications suggest that the holiday season may have been sluggish this year. For instance, data from Discern or Retail Insights show that there was likely only a small increase in consumer spending during the holiday season compared to last year. Now, this would be a disappointing surprise. Going into the holiday season, industry watchers were predicting a relatively strong showing. In October, the National Retail Federation said that we were looking to see a 3.6% rise in November and December compared to last year. Another potentially soft data point came from RS Metrics. Now, that company uses satellite images to count the number of cars and mall and store parking lots. Its data suggested that traffic was down in December compared to last year. Not a great measure of overall sales, though. It certainly plays into the narrative told by the Macy's and Sears News. But, hey, it could just indicate that more sales just went online this year. Or maybe people carpooled more. Just not to Sears or Macy's. Oh, now I know why it was easier to find parking spots outside those stores at the mall. What is this monstrosity? Maybe it's for the Easter Bunny pictures. Impossible. The Easter Bunny court is down at the other end of the mall. It's been up since two days after Christmas. I want answers. All right, last week saw the release of some key employment figures. The government said the economy added 156,000 jobs in December. That was worse than economists had expected. Those experts were looking for growth of around 175,000. The weak job growth also contributed to an uptick in the unemployment rate. That figure came in at 4.7% in December. Back in November, the jobless rate had fallen to 4.6%, its lowest level since the year 2007. The news not all bad, though. Previous job gains were revised higher. The new data show that November really had 204,000 new jobs. However, October was revised down to an addition of a paltry 135,000 jobs. Still, taken together, the revisions represented a net addition of 19,000. The data also showed faster growth in wages. The annual wage growth rate in hourly employee earnings accelerated to 2.9% in December, and that was the fastest rate of growth since June of 2009. All right, looking ahead to this week's economic data, as we discussed, retail sales will be the big release this week. Also, some reports on inflation are due out. The government will release monthly stats for the producer price index. That's a measure of wholesale inflation, as opposed to half sale. Separately, there will also be a report on import and export prices. This week, we'll also see reports on consumer confidence and on business inventories.
All right, turning our heads to corporate news, J.P. Morgan leads the list of companies reporting this week. The financial powerhouse is expected to see its bottom line grow about 8% compared to last year. Now, J.P. has seen some bumps in the past quarter. The company said that costs related to its new Sapphire Reserve credit card will cut into its earnings. Its profits will be reduced by 200 to $300 million due to acquisition costs related to the new product. The earnings report will also include a provision for a recent settlement. J.P. Morgan agreed to pay more than $264 million to settle with U.S. regulators amid allegations that it hired children of Chinese leaders to win business. Last quarter, J.P. Morgan reported a lower profit as higher provisions for credit losses cut into the company's bottom line. The bottom line was still able to beat expectations, though. J.P. Morgan's one of the few highlights this week amid a docket of corporate announcements. The peak of earnings season still a couple of weeks away. Still along with JP, though, the week will see reports from WD-40 and home builder KB Home. You gotta oil up those hinges just a little bit to stop them from squeaking. What? You know that kid or something? I hope his pants get caught and a bloodbath ensues. What is with you today? Don't get me wrong, I don't wish the kid harm, but his mother should suffer that horrific ordeal so she'll learn how to manage her child. Sort of a harsh lesson, don't you think? Man, there's not a year goes by, not a year, that I don't read about some escalator accident involving some bastard kid that could have been easily avoided had some parent, I don't care which one, but some parent conditioned him to fear and respect that escalator. All right, each week we like to wander off the beaten path a little bit, take a look at money stories that aren't exactly Wall Street related. Time now for some of our quick hits. Well, let's start with one last look back at 2016, even though you really don't want to. (laughs) But we promise it'll probably be the last time, maybe. Well, you know, however bad your year was last year, you still probably did better than the Cleveland Browns. Yes, while their basketball brothers were winning a championship and their baseball brothers were coming in one game short in the greatest World Series of our lifetime, the Browns, well, they continued to be the laughing stock of the National Football League. (laughs) And the Buffalo Bills say, thank you, Cleveland Browns. But hey, at least the Browns were sorry. The Cleveland Brown owners Jimmy and D. Haslam apologized to the team's season ticket holders following the team's 1-15 season. In an open letter of apology, the Haslams thanked the fans for their support during the 2016 season, which was the worst since the Browns joined the league in 1950. Well, they called the year, quote, a painful part of our building process, unquote, and said that the fans, quote, deserve better. You think? (laughs) Oh well. On to a happier story. Shares of Weight Watchers jumped last week, thanks to Oprah. The talk show host appeared on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert early in the week and revealed that she'd lost more than 40 pounds. Now, the weight loss is good news for Winfrey in more than one way. She's not just a customer of Weight Watchers. She also, by the way, holds a 10% stake in the company as of September. All right, here's something else from our As Seen on TV file, My Pillow has a near-ubiquitous presence on daytime TV, but now it's running into some bad publicity. You know, they say there's no such thing as bad publicity. (laughs) Turns out, that's wrong. There is. The pillow manufacturing company, which, you know, they promised to give you the best sleep of your life, well, they've been downgraded by the Better Business Bureau for violating the Watchdog's advertising code. The nonprofit agency lowered the company's rating to an F after receiving complaints from consumers over the company's buy-one-get-one-free offer. Well, apparently the company never stops running BOGO offers, and that constitutes a violation of the BBB standards. The agency's argument is that a perpetual buy-one-get-one offer is really just a move to double sales of a product that actually costs half the price. All right, let's take a little trip overseas. You got your passports? Uh, Well, sorry, you can't come. Well, lawmakers in the U.S. are talking about repealing Obamacare. There's a country in Scandinavia 
that's going the other way. Yeah, Finland has embarked on a two-year experiment to make regular payments to the unemployed in a bid to modernize the social security system. Now, the goal is to explore if a basic income would help to boost employment. The first stage of the Finnish basic income experiment launched on January 1st, and that involves 2,000 people aged between 25 and 58. The participants were selected from a random sample of existing jobless benefit recipients. They're set to receive a monthly income of 560 euro for two years in addition to existing welfare benefits. I'm not sure what that translates to in American, but hey, at the same time, Finland's expected to go back and look at the results and see if the plan should be expanded. And for all of you who think a guaranteed minimum income is just a waste of money, here's a government project that's literally throwing money into a black hole. But before you get upset... That's the point. NASA, you may remember them, they plan to launch a $188 million science mission to study black holes and cosmic X-ray mysteries as well. The mission is currently scheduled to launch in 2020. In a statement, the space agency said the mission would allow astronomers to explore for the first time the hidden details of some of the most extreme and exotic astronomical objects, such as stellar and supermassive black holes, neutron stars, and pulsars. And, uh... Eventually, we broke up. See, what did she know? Here you are now, a legend in the field. Probably had a slew of women since her, am I right? Oh, lots of women. Jagger and me, we had a running contest to see who had the most. Matter of fact, last time I looked, I was way ahead. Hey, thanks, everybody. This has been Offbeat Wall Street. If you like the show, go to iTunes or your favorite podcast catcher and subscribe. And while you're there... Go ahead and rate and review the show. Those ratings help others to discover it. And make sure you let all your friends know. Check out OffBeatWallStreet.com. Follow us on Twitter at OffBeatWallStreet. And you spell that like S-T, like you see on the street signs. And thanks once again to the big BS, Brian Stewart, for all the script writing and co-production of the podcast, simply because he just likes hearing his name. There you go, Brian Stewart. And a thanks to our good friends at RTT News for providing news and stats used on the show. For up-to-date info on the markets, check them out, rttnews.com. And as we say goodbye, here's hoping that you should greet every morning with enthusiasm the offbeat Wall Street way. I love the smell of commerce in the morning. Say, would you like a chocolate-covered pretzel? Have a great week, everybody. Mm. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.